The Boiled Sports Podcast Network is sponsored by Homefield Apparel. Go to homefieldapparel.com and enter Boiled23 to get 15% off your first order. Homefield Apparel, wear one for the team. And by AJ's Burgers and Beef on Vine Street in West Lafayette. Visit eatajs.com to order or just stop in. AJ's Burgers, Beef, Beer. And it was more than ten fingers and toes. <laughs> Man, I'm glad we waited to tell the joke this time. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, that was better. That was you, better. You, can't, you, tell, you can't tell it at 8.58 because no, then no. people miss. They spend, right. We've been hearing people miss part of it. So. Yeah, but it, it's good. It's good. We nailed it this time. Got it, John Waters right. has already blamed Metronet for the delay, and I think that's fair <laughs> and appropriate. I think, I think Metronet is... is, a, is is, is taking arrows every time i hear it, I, it like i said it sounds like what like a sitcom would be like it does you know, it totally they have does. to name an internet provider yep. it's metronet yep. yeah yep the uh the grad of state u uh founded <laughs> metronet right <laughs> so it turns out that moving to sunday night does not make us any more prompt in fact might have made us actually a little later than oh you. a little less yeah but yeah. depends how you want to look at things compared to monday at nine we're very early so right. in your face right. crushed it <laughs> yeah. it is the handsome hour i didn't introduce this last time i think people know who we are but boiler dad uh class of 77 uh anish ramaswamy dropped out in uh 91 uh and i'm jay i graduated uh magna cum laude in uh no i did not and and boiler dad holding up poppins pub paraphernalia yep i mean are you showing off? I kind of am. I can't add a new drink coaster. So. I got those two. Yeah, pretty special. I got those two. Um, so you have the usual three of us. Um, we're not sure whether we're, it's 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 always a fun weekend when when uh, Nisha's computer gets broken. No, no. When when Nebraska loses, IU loses painfully. Purdue wins, and Jimbo Fisher gets fired. I mean. <laughs> And there's basketball on the horizon. Like, oh, man. And the past end on the horizon. Man, I don't even know where to be. We were so excited we couldn't wait till tomorrow. We wanted to see all you guys now. Yeah. It's, I, this, is a, this is a fun juncture. I, I, you know, the, obviously, uh, a win on the, on the gridiron makes everybody feel a little bit better. But uh, we're looking at the, like we, you know, the on-ramp of, of the, <clears throat> the, the meat of the pre-con is right here. How do you guys feel about? Uh, I haven't watched Xavier play, but I do know that my feelings for Sean Miller stay strong when I see him on the screen. Sean Miller, like, right away. <laughs> I think it was Sean Miller that you said one of my favorite, one of your snap judgment comments that always makes me laugh because you'll just say that's the kind of guy that, and then it'll be yeah. something predictably funny right. but completely unfair because you right, he, yeah, he probably didn't deserve it. Yeah, but I think it was something like. Standing on the lawn of a frat house at Purdue, <laughs> yelling racial slurs, yes. or something like that. You said that's what he yeah. looks like. Yeah, it's like yeah. wow, that's yeah, strangely accurate. Right, right. Uh, yeah, he, he just looks he like a just a sweaty jerk. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. ever look. He and his brother never look happy or pleasant. He'd smell like a hangover, wouldn't he? 
thought you were gonna say like <laughs> I thought you were gonna say ham because he looks like he smells. He like would ham. smell like pork. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> smell like pork. Yeah. So uh, Anish, can you can you sound off at this point? Or are you still trying? Are you, to have you joined us? Or are you still? I'm I'm still fighting here. I'm still fighting for my life over here. He's he's fighting the good good fight. For, for those who don't know the history, what happened is Anish lost his computer in a tragic accident. Tragic canine a, incident. Canine incident, exactly. And now he is he's he's trying to work through the the rebuild of a new computer. And in the in the growing pains of this, he's uh, it is it's it's only halfway built. That's this is the problem is that the computer is still you know there's still like a building and, like it's things it's being landing. soldered. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> They're feverishly working off camera to get that computer yeah. built. Yep. Um, show at nine o'clock. Yeah. Um, I think you probably would have had it built by twenty four hours from now. It would have been yeah. perfect. Yeah, it would have been fine if we didn't force you to go early. Well, one thing about let's let's start with football because. We should, because it's a happy week to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Purdue apparently will only win games in blowout fashion. This is one of the rare right? three and seven teams that only beats the hell out of teams that they beat and looks non-competitive on the weeks they do not win. So yeah, something I wanted to do, but I didn't do it because I'm I'm not that guy. Um, is I wanted to see how many times a Daryl Hazel team won a blowout, and then how many times did they beat a Never. Big Ten team? team in a blowout i know that's Ever. zero they beat so so they had one game where they looked dominant in the big 10 and it was a win over nebraska <laughs> lol um they scored 55 points on nebraska i remember that was a bizarre game but they almost blew it they only won right. by 10 if i remember correctly it was 55 yep. 45 but it was like 55 31 or something like with eight or 10 minutes ago, like they were celebrating already. And then they gave up yeah. two touchdowns. And I think Nebraska got the ball back again. And it was like, mm-hmm. so I don't think you count that as a blowout win. Cause you only won by 10. Yeah. So I don't think they ever had a blowout win. That was the best they ever looked. Um, but no. So, so yeah, I mean, if, if um, long live the big 10 West, because I think Ryan Walters would do some damage in the big 10 West. If it continued, I he, really would. he would, he would, it's a, it's a completely inept group of teams. So there's a, what a five-way tie at two right now in the Big Ten West. Is that right? Right. And Purdue's what a game behind those teams or a game right. two, like really close. If I mean if Purdue wins their last two games, they're gonna pass a bunch of those teams most mm-hmm. likely that are in this yeah. the, the, that tie because they're not gonna keep winning. Somebody's gonna have to lose. Um I was gonna find their way to ten wins as we talked about and the Big Ten championship game. And I saw an Iowa fan say, one of the reasonable ones say this is the reason you fire Brian when you did because if not then these wins now begin to make them think well I guess we can't it's the we scenario we wanted them. as non-Iowa fans right <laughs> right it's right perfect. just keep eking out these wins they haven't scored I think they've only hit that 25 point mark you're supposed to average like two or three times this year maybe yeah. maybe two times yeah. and and so like the the scenario we all wanted where they'd have to fire him even if they won 10 or 11 games would have come true but they just decided to. I mean, it's it's, it's crazy too. Like bring in a semi competent offensive coordinator. It's not like they haven't had offensive talent there. Purdue mm-hmm. gets some of their offensive talent, right? So like, yeah, just bring in a competent coordinator, and all of a sudden, like I don't know why anyone would resist that. Like you, you might. Is it because they're afraid of Kirk? I think that might be what it is, right? It could be. I I don't. It, there are a lot of things that just don't make sense to me in in sports, right? I mean, like when you see a, a quarterback of 
of a decent reputation transferring to Iowa, you're like, okay, that's a hell of a bag he got. But I don't even know if it was that, right? Like it, it doesn't make sense. And, and Iowa choosing to run this sort of offense year after year after year after year just doesn't make any sense at all. And they've got, they've got, like you said, they've got talent. They've got linemen there. They, they bring in wide receivers. They bring in running backs. Uh, One of those running backs is one of the guys that I wanted to talk about. Cause I look I what I wanted to, I did this quick thought uh, of some definitive games or, or um, parts of the game that I think really said a lot about how different it was. And I, and I wanted to talk to you guys about this, see if anything stuck out to you. I, I, I'm cheating because I, I gave a little bit of forethought to it, but I wanted to tell you mine. The first one, of course, okay, is um, uh, great play call, very inventive, very um, simple but effective. The double fake screen pass left, then right by card, and then throwing the seam route to Garrett Miller for the mm-hmm. touchdown. That mm-hmm. was such a good play design, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a definitive play because I think that was Purdue's second drive, if I remember correctly. And it set a tone that you're like, okay, we're not playing today, right? Right. We're, this is different. Well, sorry, you're gonna, you're getting to a question. I'm no, keep going. no, keep going. Well, I was going to say, what, 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 so tell me, why would that happen now? Were they playing conservatively against the better teams they were playing because they thought, look, we can't get creative with this line. And and if that is the case, that's not too hard to imagine talking right. yourself into that as a young coaching staff thinking, man, I don't want Card to get beat up anymore right. than he has to, so let's be conservative. It costs you wins, but maybe there's some, on some level you're saying, well, we're not winning those games anyway, so yeah. – uh, but why does that change to, like you said, an end-to-end well-called game? I mean, yeah, that, and that then something play, didn't though, work, if you think about that, it went away from it. That play takes time to develop, right? Right, right. And so that's one where you say, we got to have confidence in our line. Hudson has to have confidence in, her, in his line, right? And that was right. what we were talking about. In the previous games, he didn't have the confidence to step up in the pocket. He didn't have the time uh, confidence to take his time. He looked panicked. He would throw off his back foot. He threw off his back foot once in the first drive, and it – it frustrated my section so much. It was amazing. Like people were all just saying, Hudson, stop into the throw. Stop throwing off your back foot, right? And it was almost like he was like, okay, no more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a different game. But I think, I think it's one of those examples of a coaching staff overthinking things, right? Like, okay, we're depleted. Offensive line's not put together. We can't call that play yet. We can't do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing to me is I know Minnesota statistically isn't the greatest greatest defense but you could tell they're big and strong and that front the funny thing is they're not dynamic they don't twist they don't run a lot of delays up front um there were a couple plays where they brought four or five and Peru's line just was a wall that was so much fun to see because card had a chance to go through progressions like he did early in the season which jay you know you became a huge fan of him i think early because of mm-hmm. those progressions you're like okay this is different this is this is a different style of play this guy's right. you know he's 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 gonna be good and he can do that and then he can tuck it so but i thought that play set such a tone you're like okay this is this is a different game this is a good thing and i and like i said it looked like a different hudson card and the other thing that really got my attention and I should have given credit for this when I just went through my post game. Was the drive that was the Tyrone Tracy drive? Like three plays. That was an run. incredible drive. What he had four big plays, and it was him. Three. It was three plays. Three. It was he had, rush, he had long rush. 
Yes, exactly. Like incredible. And and, and the, throwing that pass to him down. I think that was one of the ones you called out in your post game. I think I can't remember now, yeah. but I think it was where somehow he got behind the defense. The Purdue did that to them two or three times where yeah. a safety didn't play safety. Right. right. Like, right. And, and you're letting the running back get out there. It was very weird. And, and it's weird in the sense of like Purdue saying, okay, well, we're not going to send a receiver out there. We're going to send Tyrone Tracy down there, which is cool. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But he just kind of came right out of the backfield. You watch that play again. Yeah, he just nothing. Yeah, it wasn't a special little, movement. You know, but I think there's a, a lot to there's a lot of misdirection there, even by the running back, the the by him on that play. You can't look like you're jetting downfield like right. this is the right. play. You got to look like you you're gotta just hesitate. Kinda, you're just going out there like into the flat almost. Like that's what I'm out here for. And then just no one's paying attention to you. Just keep trotting down the field. Yeah. And if they don't bite on it and the safety stays with you, then you're not the you're probably not the option. Yeah. Right. And that also requires the quarterback to see. Oh, they didn't pick him up. He's going to be all alone out there. Right. Um, but yeah, the but, play that I, I got that mixed up with, cause I went back and I watched those highlights. The, the one that was Dion Burks. It looked like right, a fair catch. He, uh, it, well, <laughs> I mean, that was amazing because you have a linebacker completely chuck him. Nobody behind him. And then he's just waiting for the ball. There's nobody. <laughs> there back was a there. picture. That picture made it onto, I think one of those, like no context college football, but yeah. But, yeah. but it was a freeze frame of him about to catch it. And it said, it said, uh, would you believe me if I told you this was not Purdue fielding a punt? Because he's standing there like this, and, and, the, and the Minnesota players are rushing at him from 15 yards away like, right. they're, de- like they're gunners. Right. Um, oh, man. That was the only down. The only thing you could criticize was that was a little underthrown. But you know what? Yes. And, and Card, if you want to be real. But you know you have time. Guys. He, you don't want to yeah. overthrow him. So you just. You make sure. Sh- okay. I'm definitely not going to overthrow this guy because he's got 20 yards on the nearest defender. So. Yeah. Yeah. On that on that specific one though, he was he he almost got sacked, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that, he stayed in. I think he stepped up in the pocket. He did what so we asked it for. Was, in the... It was two different things, right? He stepped up in the pocket, but also I don't know if Ben Farrell basically knocked that defender kind of off his line that would have got him ben directly to hilariously brutal during that game. So I rewatched that play and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They like both the center and him. I think it was Hartwig. Both Hartwig and him blocked the same guy, uh-huh. and then he immediately came off and hit that guy. So either he spotted his mistake and did it, uh-huh. you know, and, and like recovered, or yeah. you know, it was the other way for Hartwig. Yeah. I, How about there's one more play, and I talked to you guys off the air about this. If I were going to say there are the three three definitive plays, because because I, I know Tracy, it's not really fair. There was those three plays in itself, but the one play. The biggest time throw, in my opinion, that Hudson Card threw is the one that that the Purdue creative team, uh, they caught a great picture of it where Sheffield's coming down the left oh, side. There was no throw there. He threw that play open. It was a brilliant throw. Sheffield, who I have been rooting for just to have catches like that because I think he's a he's a dynamic player and and he's better than his numbers say this year. But man, that throw was money because the defensive back had his back. He wasn't going to find that ball at all. Sheffield just kind of had to break inside, but he was def- he was defended well, and then he was interfered. Oh, I was going to say, and that pass was on the money. You you gave him credit. You gave Card credit for the great throw, and and yep. Sheffield for for the concentration, as the picture shows. And I was yeah. going to say to you, not that I want to you know talk about the opponent doing something, but I almost give that defender credit because he has him blanketed, and. Right. 
he did get interference called on that play too. He did. But I almost <laughs> think that's but that's where you say take you're your, take your medicine, I'm not gonna, right? You might as well because oh, yeah. it's a perfect throw and a guy's gonna catch it and maybe you get away with the interference, right? So you gotta try and then he catches it anyway. You're not gonna get on him about that. Like that's right. And the funny part of the funny part about that play is that I'm sure that Sheffield was the number one read there, but um, I think it was Burks on the other side um, oh. on a crossing route was wide open, like he had he had his receiver burned or he had his defensive back burned. Card threw that quickly though. I think he was going to Sheffield the whole time, wasn't he? I think that it was, was the number mind. one read. But yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, some yeah. there's some pretty awesome things, you know, Card. Um, O'Connell was was had you know huge cojones right. He would throw into tight windows all day long. Right? He didn't have any right. problem with that, right? Especially in in traffic, he would put it right in this in a small spot. But Card, man, there's some beauty in the way the ball spins out of his hands when he throws a deeper ball. Even if it's even if the guy's waiting on it, it's just like you're watching. You're like, man, that thing is nice looking. Like, and I, and I am I wrong in saying that, or do you do you, do you guys agree with that, or? I like I love I love the way his ball looks and uh, yeah and and well, he throws a good deep ball. The other thing that I well he does throw a really nice deep ball, but he the thing that I loved and I was falling in love with early in the season is the weird level of efficiency. And here's another game, right? They score 49 points. He's a tidy 17 of 25, yeah, 251. Yeah. Not he doesn't need to throw for 500 yards. Now nope. it's definitely helped when you're running that 350 yards rushing. Right, that helps for rushing touchdown. But this guy. Yeah. I mean, think about that game. Three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Don't forget yeah. that. Like, what a game. What a great game after getting slapped around for a month, right? Like, yeah, He was Houdini, by the way, on that one play in the second half where I think he was coming to the left side of the side of the field. And if you watch that play again, the oh, defensive the end is him. coming up to yes. swallow him up, and he just kind of spins. Was but like, it was, he was Houdini, was but so it fun. was a very controlled. None of those escapes to me looked yep. like panicky. They looked like, nope, nope, I'll slip this guy. Like, and if they get him, they get him once in right. a while. But like, I, I texted you guys. He looked like Garrick Schrader for Syracuse looked against. Yeah, that's a good. That's like good. just yeah. ultra confident. Every every fake work every, understood where everybody yeah, was. Yeah, he sold yeah. every play. Like, just I mean, honestly, I, I, there's almost nothing to criticize from that game, and it and it. Let me ask you, you were feeling a little down in the dumps heading into this last three-game stretch of the season. So what does it change for you, feeling like? Well, it's interesting because I think I told you guys, I was like, man, I think they're going to win three games, and I don't know which of these three they can win. Right. Like, remember a week ago. That that was my big thing because I, I was like, man, this, this offense. I did not either. <laughs> I did not either. In fact, I thought IU was the best chance because IU, get this, has some chance they lapse they just do it every single game they have a lapse or two right so um but if you don't think Purdue's capable of going three and oh after watching that you didn't watch what i watched and that's the thing is it is this a simple is, see i don't think it is by the way i'm gonna answer it's a rhetorical question but is this as simple as saying that uh well this is just lesser competition I really well, that's what I was I asking that earlier. Line. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Right. Why did it snap? Why does offensive line look? I think it's offensive line kind of figuring it, it out. Just took a while to like, figure it out because they're so patchwork. Yes. Okay. I think it's that simple. I hope so. so did you guys the, the 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 suplex or body slam by Freehill and I don't know who the second guy was. It's a, one of the funniest plays of the season, <laughs> right? The Minnesota lineman. It's a full size, three hundred pound man. Somehow gets. Five and a half, six feet off the ground as he's getting double teamed, which is amazing. And then Freehill just decides he's gonna 
<laughs> it was awesome, right? And legit, legit penalty. Sure. He earned it, right? That was that was. It's not Freehiller, is it? What's his name? The lineman was it? Was it? Who was it? I don't even know. I don't remember. Who. I think ben it was Free, Brand, Ben, right? I think yeah. it was actually. I think it was. Um, but I love that play so much because I was like, you know what? That you know, Purdue's um, oh, the, a the kicker. football. What are we saying? It's not Freehill. It's Anish. What's his name? <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> awesome. Sixty-four. I think is the number. Come on, guys, help us out. Somebody, you get one of you. Anyway, anyway, go on. Let someone will tell us. Anyway, so that play, but the 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 Twitter feed said we're playing bully ball today because of the way they're running the ball, and that was an example of Purdue playing bully ball. Mm-hmm. They said. We can. We're gonna out physical this team. We're gonna hit them in the mouth. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go toe to toe. We're not gonna do anything really all that cute up front. We're just gonna say, yeah, um, yeah. It's free hill. It's free hill. Tag nabbit. I hate it when I start di- you know, doubting myself. But I don't think that's right. No, no, seem right. no. Free hill's the free hill's the yeah. kicker who came back from blood clots and then celebrated by kicking it out of bounds. Over <laughs> Wait, no, that wasn't even him. That's the other well, kicker. This is the thing. Once that it was special teams is huh? they switched kickers. It one was once. Was. The third one was him. Right. It was like it was it was right. something that was contagious. <laughs> yes, it was. You don't rough. see that the special teams. They gotta clear that up. They you gotta don't sometimes see that all season, year. and they did it three times in one game with two different yeah. kickers. Yeah, it was horrible. Like, I, yeah, two in a row, man. And it wasn't like they were going up against a team. They were like, okay, the return. Yeah, we gotta deadly. be careful here. Nope. Nope, just yeah. just kept kicking it out of bounds for no apparent reason. Yeah. Um, forty nine to thirty though. Like I still can't get my head around like forty nine point like this offensive just explosion. Like, it, I mean, okay. So to your point about hey, that's the line, kind of figuring it out or or time together or whatever. Could you? Could is it possible that that's this team figuring out their raid? Is it? Like like the the guy who last year, the, last week a good said, part of that season with Leach was tough, right? His first year's places, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be. I guess. We have two it games to. Be. Let's I say mean, they look like. But that. They, man, well, what if they look like that for the next two games? You'll start to believe. Okay, that might have been what it was, right? If they, if they, I, I mean, I'll start to believe a lot of things. I will, I will apologize publicly to Graham <laughs> Harrell. I mean, I really will. Like I, I've been critical, and I think I've been correctly critical. But I'm also not a I'm not a uh, rigid man. I'm not someone who's gonna you know. I, I think he he called a hell of a game. Yeah. Like that's the thing. I don't think anybody would have any issue with the way that game was called. That was that looked like a different team. So, uh, so John Younger asks, "What's Anisha's buyout from Boiled Sports?" It's a fair. Question. I would love. I would love. I'd love it. I'll take anything. I'll take. I'll, I'll... It's a lot higher than we can pay. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, uh, no, and so on the offense, like real quick, like I, I think a, a huge part of it that we were calling for, and I think you're like we had touched on this earlier, was like using the offensive line really differently, right? Uh, so not just going kind of honest blocking just in front the guy in right. front of you they were doing a lot of pulling and movement right mm-hmm. and so and that opened up a ton of running lanes this is a yeah. this is a, a, a I think a golden black um, uh, trivia question when was the last time two rushers had a hundred yards in the same game I think I I oh I'm getting some feedback initially um, I heard them talking about that but um 
I don't remember what the answer was, or maybe I saw them pondering that on on Twitter, and I never saw the answer. It's got to be a really long time because there was a stretch there where Purdue wasn't getting hundred yard rushes from anyone. Like most of the Brom era, you know, it was throw the ball a lot, a lot. So unless something slipped in, it wasn't it wasn't Knox and Jones. So it was Knox and Jones, but when was it? <laughs> don't tell me it was a Hazel. Oh, it's game. it's in the. It's in the Hazel era. It must be if you're saying that. Hope era? No, it couldn't have been. They didn't have you didn't have both of them? No, no, no. So they were it was there. It was during the it was during the bright times. It was during the it was during the good times. Okay. There were good okay. times. So it was it was during it was during Brom. No. Yeah? Oh yeah, that would have been so that would have been eighteen? Was it Nebraska? 20, 2018 was the last time that that happened. Twenty eighteen, I That's think. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to pull this up, but I think it was that uh, strange Eastern Michigan uh, game that that Purdue. Ted Berkey, I think, is all over it. In the he says it was the Brom era and a loss. It was it was the strange. I think eighteen to nineteen loss or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and Brom was in his own head. Wouldn't call passing plays that day. Which is really weird to lose a game where it's two. That's another trivia question. How many times do you think you lose when you have two rushers rush for a hundred yards? Because if you're losing, you're throwing the ball. So very weird. Right. Yeah. It, it, so it, I I got it up now. DJ Knox with 152 yards and 21 yeah. rushes. Markel Jones with 12 rushes for 109 yards, and yeah. Purdue lost yeah. against Eastern Michigan. Are one of our first indications of Jeff Brom in the rain, 20 to 19. Right. Oh my goodness! Yeah. My goodness. That is a that's that's a ridiculous stat. And that game, remember the funny thing about that, the thing that frustrated me so much about that game was that Eastern Michigan could pass, but Purdue couldn't. <laughs> I was like, what what what's happening right now? <laughs> Why are we in our own head? Uh, uh, to, to that point, 87 yards by Elijah Sindelar, 47 from David Blau. That was the passing total. Meanwhile, um Tyler Weegers 120 yards. Passing in a, in, in a Jeff Brom era against a Mac team in the rain, um, but Eastern Michigan managed to throw 312 yards. That was a strip that may have been that's like on the short list for one of the strangest <laughs> yeah. games during the Brom era. Oh, statistically and everything, right? Right, the fact that he yeah. could even let that happen, the fact that you could have that kind of a rushing performance and lose, the fact that it's Eastern Michigan, like oof. so. In that Rutgers game that you guys went to where Purdue lost, was there was that inclement weather? No, bright and sunny. And that was a very, very, very low scoring game. 14 12, I think. Yeah. You know, don't pretend like you don't know. You remember. It was 14 12. It was 14 12. And then you have another game that I think about is beating Illinois with a very low score. Like these, like there's these these weird anomalies, right? Throughout the, they have 19 points in that game. Which game? Versus Illinois. Am I wrong about that? Did they, where they were down in the fourth quarter? Was that the year before? I think. lost Illinois, did he? No, he, they won the game, but they were down in the fourth quarter. It's a like it was like I want to say like ten to eight, ten to nine, some stupid score in the fourth quarter, and Purdue wins. Oh, by the way, someone I'm just gonna veer hard to the side here. Carl on that side there says serious idea: find a fullback and implement a wishbone offense to shock IU. I know Carl's being funny, but what I was thinking during that game with both, I want to almost said it to you guys with Maccabee. And, and Tracy both playing so well. Why not ever put them both on the field at the same time? Now, I know that's not the air raid. I get it. But, like, right. maybe down 
Well, you're definitely not going to see it now if Downing's. I haven't heard a report yet. I guess well, we're so in the press. I, I think they did for a couple plays this last game, but they weren't really kind of uh, like, like used like together or something. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It would be so. Man, it would. It would. I guess then. Then you're taking a receiver off the field, right? And if you're an air raid guy, you you don't want to have one fewer receiver. However. <clears throat> This receiving core, eh, like I, I think, could be okay if those two guys are playing like right. that. Those two guys are playing like that. Yeah. I like Teron Tracy out of the backfield too. Like, no like, like have Maccabee, you know, rushing and have Tracy as a threat. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a coach. So, Anish, I don't know if you've heard this, Jay. You can tell me because I, I wish I knew the answer. But Yassine is is he on the shelf? It seems like he's he's out for the season, but I don't know if we've heard anything definitive from Bra- or from uh, Walters yet. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big loss because he was he was just steady and um, and that would have helped a lot. Would have helped the, the effort a lot. So, do you guys have a play that you guys remember from that game that you would say just showed that Purdue was different in that game? I uh, the I I mean this goes back to the, there was a question a couple of weeks ago which was would you rather use one million dollars on a five star and I like five star uh, basketball player or one million dollars to bring in a new line like the the you know I I love to play the skill players I love the two running backs with hundred yards the offensive line was so awesome that game I mean card it allowed card. Uh, kind of time and self-assurance it gave Tyrone Tracy who is I mean we've talked about the fit between a line and a running back style and Tyrone Tracy just hits these holes um, like without hesitation and then when Maccabee can get into you know past the first mm-hmm. level that's that's when it's really fun like that's when Maccabee is really fun right but the f- yeah, all yeah. of that stems from line play right and so to me the um, particular kind of pull guard pull and moving to the other side on that long Tracy run like that that was mm-hmm. um, I don't know I, watching a Purdue line do that is fun for me because it's because yeah. we beat I, you know I, I talked about this in the group Chat, but we beat Minnesota playing Minnesota ball, playing playing Peter yeah. Fleck ball, right? Yep, yep, yeah. They uh, uh, they completely hit them with what they should have been able been prepared for. It's wild. Um, uh, our buddy Handel Jones asked a question of, "What about Steptoe? Um, uh, Steptoe, right? He's he's a DB. Yeah, right he now, got right? changed to DB. Yeah, and he yeah, and yeah. I think so, I think uh, Walters likes him there, and whatever Walters likes anybody at DB depth, I think that you you follow that instinct." Right, and Steptoe had the big had the uh, the big onside kick recovery, clean recovery at the end of the game, which was fun. He got his man, he got his clock cleaned on that play too. But he came up, he he stood up smiling. Um, the funny thing is, I got to tell you, as Purdue had a nice, comfortable lead at the end of that game, and they and Minnesota came on to kick an onside kick, and I think there was what three minutes, two minutes and forty something seconds at that point, mm-hmm. something like that. And all I could think about was the balance in the universe that would happen if Minnesota were to come back on Purdue in an improbable way, kind of like Purdue 
did years ago. You mean that on Minnesota? But you mean that time in the Metronome? You talking that long ago? Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. But that was. That was I know it's a long time ago. Yeah, but Minnesota. But all, but that's a Purdue fan thought, right? Like you're down 19 with two three something. minutes left. Like even when <laughs> the game to me the game was to me the game was over when PJ Fleck decided to kick a field goal down three scores. I mean, yeah. like, I don't, yeah, I, don't like I don't, I don't fault them at all for that one because they got backed up. They were fourth and goal from like the 11. Like I, I mean, yeah. I know you need touchdowns there, but I kind of get the like let's get points and hopefully like you don't know what happens again when you're playing two arguably bad teams one against each other. You have to also coach like, hey, we can give them the ball and they may give it right back to us. They may fumble it, they may throw an yeah. interception. Purdue's done that kind of stuff this year, not in this game. And and I watched PJ's press conference. I, I sometimes like to watch opposing press conferences right. when Purdue wins. It's fine. It's fine. And um, he tip it's just as weird as he always was. Right. Like he's, yeah. he repeats himself and he's like, uh, kind of like really weird cadence. Right. But yeah. he did yeah. say at one point, he said something like, he, he clearly wanted to say, wow, I've never seen, you know, Purdue has not looked this good all year. He more or less did say that, but he didn't want to sound like a jerk. And right. he just was like, he goes, yeah. I have not seen them play that well on the tape I've seen of them all year. That was the best I've ever seen them right. play this year. So, and he's not wrong. That was great. I guess he didn't watch the Illinois game, but, but he's right. They, they have not played that well probably all season, but he, well, so so think about this, guys, and just to keep piling us a case for how different this game was. John Best talks about going for for the TD on the fourth fourth and goal and making it, and it was out of the shotgun, which I think every Purdue fan were like, "Oh crap, here we go!" Right, fourth and what a yard and a half. Oh, for for a touchdown, and they and they have once again card in the shotgun like he always is, right. If you look at, if you remember that drive, Maccabee had ripped off a play, mm-hmm. right? Gotten right down to inches away from, from a touchdown. Then Purdue floundered around for three, for three downs. And then on fourth down, another creative call gets the job and, done. And they score. That's a big, and, goal. and, and yeah. particularly on that play, it was your guy, Dixon Veal, who, and it was, yeah. it was a block that did that Dixon Veal blocked his, and he's one of the smallest guys on the field. At that he point. blocked his awesome. receiver. Really, like threw him at released and blocked the linebacker that had a actual line on stopping card. That touchdown yeah. goes to him. That was incredible. Yeah. Like, and again, it was just all of these things working so yeah. well together. It was how about how about the play where Purdue couldn't really kick a field goal because they were just out of mm-hmm. just out of range, if I remember correctly. It was like fourth and six, fourth and five, mm-hmm. and they. Got the first that was down. After I, that was yeah, what I had complained earlier in a similar situation. Why don't you go for it? And why was, why did I think it was like fourth and ten? One of you, or maybe it wasn't fourth and ten, fourth and eight. Or no, something. it was like eight. It was like eight. It was a little bit behind midfield, and no, 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 Purdue was up. They were on or, the Minnesota side of the field. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, like a thirty-five. Maybe yeah, it was a 40, thirty-five. So it would have been 35. like a fifty. Yeah, it would have been. A oh, 50 I didn't want to kick. Yeah, yeah. I wanted. But but on that note, I don't mind the punt when you're when you're up that when the cushion is that big, right? Like you're not giving up too much of an opportunity. And to the point I just made earlier, maybe you punt it down there, and maybe they fumble it down there, and maybe good things happen. And by the way, uh, I will say, Handel said in the side it was fourth and twenty-one on that field goal decision, and I was about to say, no, Handel, you're wrong. And then I just looked real quick, and it was a thirty-eight-yard field goal, which means no, which means it was kicked from the twenty-eight, which means seven yards behind. Where the ball was means it was on the 21, which means handle was literally to the yard correct. I did not realize it yeah. was that far, but that's why he made that decision, everybody. It's fourth and 21. Yeah. I mean, 
and you think you can get points, get points or go for it. Almost impossible. Right. Produce- Especially they need and points were the premium. Although someone else in the uh, who said that Ted Berkey says you scored a field goal down three scores to be down three scores. Totally fair. Totally not wrong. But it's either get three points or turn the ball over at that point because you're not going to score right. a touchdown. Not against Purdue's defense was playing well. And in that situation, all you do, it's like end of game. You just put everybody down on like the goal line, <laughs> right? right? And you rush three and you let them try to throw it in there. Mm-hmm. So there's no, yeah. PJ was smart enough to know they're not going to score a touchdown. But yes, and he, I think it was over then, but it was more over because they couldn't stop. I think one of Purdue's last touchdowns, clearly it was a stand where Minnesota was trying to hold them to a field goal because the game was still sort of in reach. And they just couldn't. Yep. They couldn't. And and yep. one more thing, I'm jumping all over, but you were just talking about the difference in, you know, the fourth down call for the touchdown. Um, the thing I noticed was they would try the stuff early in the season that frustrated us in short yardage once. They'd try, okay, we're going to go up the middle yeah. with Maccabee. Bam, it didn't work. Now we're going to do three other things. We're going to go. We're going to pitch out wide. We're going to try some trickery with card. We're going to try different things. And that's the difference, right? Early in the year, they do the same thing four times in a row. Or three times in a row, right, and then right, like, right, come on, like this. This felt different because it was like learning. It was saying, "Oh, that didn't work. All right, let's try something else." I, right. I love that. The uh, ancient astronaut has a great point about the other side of the ball. We haven't talked too much about defense, but Snoozy Kane was yeah. uh, balling out. Yeah, and uh, Kane has found his groove in this position in this defense, right? Because he's playing a hybrid mm-hmm. linebacker safety role. It's perfect for him because when he's on pass coverage. Now he's probably guarding um, the guy that brothers would have had, right? He's guarding the tight end. He can handle that all day long. And he's never been a speed merchant, but he's always been a guy who can bring a thump. And so he he's looked really good. I think he's either led the team in tackles or been in the top three for the last few games. So it's really promising. It's fun to see that, uh, that it, I, and I don't, I, again, I don't know about <laughs> eligibility. I believe Sanusi Kane, this is it. But who knows anymore? Anybody? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I think he's he's played it. I think he's played for season or four years. But um, one of them might be able to be written off. So maybe yeah. one of them was twenty twenty. So he might have three more years. Who knows? <laughs> he <laughs> might have three more years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Be ready. Uh, uh, it was, and maybe you guys, Anish, you're a smarter man than me, Jay, as well. What did Minnesota do to keep the two best defensive ends in America away from their quarterback? So I don't know. You know, it, it was interesting. I cannot figure it out. Because, like, I don't th- – I mean, they've got a decent line. They never they've got them? Good. I mean, they can do it. I think they got them for one tackle for loss, that was one on sack. that crazy right? blitz, right? On that yeah, I mean, line. it was the Phenom, last play of the game. Came, comes cannonballing up the middle, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Right. So exciting. Right. Um, I think more than that, they read they put a lot of effort into redirecting them, and it's not like they yeah. were unsuccessful. They were getting no, that per- on the back. they were getting close, mm-hmm. right? They were getting well, they close. were hurrying into bad throws. Kelly Akmanis is that the the quarterback's right. name? Well, um, yeah, and easy, easy to spell out. Yeah, and so he, he, they had him a little bit, you know, on his heels, but well, he, he they never really players. got to him. And I think he's a he's actually kind of a a decent recruit that that Minnesota got, and he's young. Yeah. This is a first year in, so he'll get better. He's gonna you know he's yeah, he's well. gonna be kind of you They're know probably gonna uh, still get thorn. themselves into a bowl, which in your 
in a rebuilding year, which you could probably call it that. That's not so bad. Um, I, I told you this. Like, I really do think that at least like defensively and from a discipline and from an output stand standpoint, like I, I think um, uh, Walters looks at the way that Fleck has built Minnesota, and I think he's got a good amount of admiration for it. That team is all again. We we have infinite uh, jokes to crack about PJ Fleck, but like the the discipline that they play with, the toughness that they usually play with, like I mean, it, Their identity you can, is clear. Oh, and you look at the yeah. you look at the win. You know, if you, if you want to go with you are what you say your record is, or you are what your record is, not what you say you are. Like Minnesota's record is like impeccable for what it is. I mean, yeah. like for the for the PJ Fleck era, I'm pretty sure they're averaging eight and a half wins, and so it's like I I think that. And they are able to go up against the, the more physical uh, teams in the Big Ten. And with divisions kind of ending, this is probably the way that you're going to have to build Purdue up. It can't be any more basketball on grass, and you've got to just out pray that you're outscoring, you know, the or you're able to score the other teams, or you outscore, right? I, so, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. That's. I was just saying. Can I talk about another uh, football team? for just a moment. Oh, yes, please. Well, you don't know what, I mean, there's so many we could be talking about. I, I, a couple weeks ago, uh, Purdue fell. Time out, real quick, before you do this, yeah. think about how different it was a week ago. We didn't want to talk about Purdue football at all. I know, now we're 40 minutes We got through 15 minutes, we're like, okay, that was good. I told you, we could do this for four hours, man. Right. Like, after right. a good win, after fun. a fun, unexpected win, exactly. we could do this for hours. Yeah. Um, but I just have to I have to talk about my friends in Lincoln because I think Greg's here and he always likes it when I do this. A couple weeks ago, they got really into Greg's mentions and mine. And um, I, I, one of the things I think I told you guys, I said to them when they were being all, I said, let's see how honest they are as football fans. I said, would you rather have the last decade of Nebraska football or Purdue football? And of course, they denied that they would want Purdue, even though. The last last 10 years is a fun way to ask that question, right? But the last, say, five or six, there's no comparison, right? But they, of course, mocked me for that question. They were five and three at the time and clearly just licking their chops at the rest of the season. And then they lost to Michigan State. And then they lost 13 to 10 to Maryland. And now Wisconsin is five and five and has to play at Wisconsin, which who knows, right? But then they got to play Iowa on Thanksgiving weekend. So, Sounds fun. Well... I just think if you go from five and three to five and seven and don't even get a bowl game, yeah, ooh, man, man, that's a blow to to your ego. Even if you got a healthy one, isn't it? Yeah, and you, you know, talking like you guys are, you know, Nebraska of old when you're five and five and reeling. People are already talking about uh, about um, uh, rule getting the first having the first winning season as a first year coach since since Pelini, right? Haven't they? They've been. Oh, well, now that's 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 going to be tough because that's going to be real tough. They can't that's split real tough. Right. Oh, I guess they could split and then they could win their bowl. So they could yeah. do that still right. by winning. But I don't think they're going to win because here's the thing. They're not going to go. It's always fun to play these things out. Right. So they go to Wisconsin next. Do we think Wisconsin's going to lose back to back games in Madison to sub- subpar opponents? I don't think so. Man, something's broken. I know they got injuries. I know man, man, they are broken. They, they, it, what they here, three here it is, though. If North North doesn't have them ready to play next week against Nebraska after losing at home to Northwestern, then right. he really, then something really is wrong. Yeah. So I think they're going to come out ready to play. And then they got to go play Iowa. Who's going to be looking to shut somebody else out. And it won't be hard to shut out Nebraska's offense. Yeah. 
So, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm so excited. I just had to get that out of my system. Hey, there's a good question over here by Casey Joannis, and it's back to Purdue. But And there's a lot of stuff in this oh, question, wow. actually. For those who were at the game, what was with the Chucky doll coming out of the tunnel? Also, who was the dude in the white cassock on the sidelines giving the team at a priest? Okay, so I don't know the answer to either question, but I can tell you, I think it was Rodgers who ran on the field out of the tunnel with a Chucky doll. He was holding it by the hair. I still have no idea. I haven't heard that answered. I don't. If you listen, listen. That? I have no further questions. I would like to pry uh, not at all into this. I do not want uh, to tempt the wrath of whatever that is. Right. I'm good. Right. I respect everybody's beliefs here, and I it, anything that you got to do, what you got to do to get that output that we saw on some, Saturday. You're getting some major league vibes, right? Like this. I is like listen. Toronto. I it's a, don't ask any questions that you don't want the answers to. I am good. It's whatever voodoo was happening. It was working, so I it, it worked. It was so weird. Like I, I, I watched that because I was so I, our our section, our our seats are are not at the best angle to see people coming out of the tunnel. So I look up at the scoreboard and I see the Chucky doll being held by the hair, and I'm like, "It's not Halloween, guys. We're past that. What is going on with the Fright Night stuff? This is crazy." So, uh, yeah, I don't know the answer to either of those questions. So I apologize, but I think they're good questions, and maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, there's no. There isn't a good answer that we. We'll, hopefully, we'll hear something in, at the presser. Maybe we will. So, uh, Purdue's last two. Uh, first of all, um, the the other strange. I mean, the 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 last two opponents that Purdue has on the schedule: Northwestern and Indiana. Both absolutely just having bizarre seasons. Like absolutely bizarre seasons. Uh, Northwestern looks good. Like they don't, it doesn't look like they're eking out these wins. I mean, oh. they they won in Madison. Uh, yeah, yeah. Purdue can't do that. Yeah, it's 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 wild. And so, to me, um, first of all, that interim coach, I don't like. He's putting up the 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 Northwestern against the world. That's very strange. Right. The fact the fact that he probably was a part of the problem that the last coach got fired exactly. from. No, like it, that, that does that that is a very weird thing. But this is football. And hey, given the let's say um, deaths of major or the the death of a major college sports uh what some people might say let's just call him a figure uh college sports figure um all it, if it has taught us anything it's that the only thing that matters is if you won the right games or not so this guy is winning games and he's got northwestern looking pretty good that is a problem for purdue uh going into next week meanwhile indiana is like what I don't at first i was a little bit scared of that game because they were looking like they were picking up momentum but like, what a bizarre game against Illinois that they played. They got up to a huge lead. They were it was like twenty-seven to twelve, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. And then they lose. Like, like I I don't. The you know, whole game a... was was is wild because right they were up big, came back. They were down. Then they came back to force overtime. Right. right? Am, I, am I right about that yeah, order yeah. Of operations? Right. That's I mean that was crazy. I love these. I, I, love again, these. I don't think they scored after. Like twenty seven, I think, I think they they had a, they had to run to catch up with Illinois. Right? Oh, I think they were down maybe thirty three twenty seven or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and these are the people like these IU fans who who you see. You, this always pops up. It's like, imagine if IU was in the West. Well, you get 
you gave up 46 or whatever the hell it was to Illinois. <laughs> like, don't talk about that. And they have a terrible right. record against the West. He's just as shitty in the West. It's you just so funny. You would have worst teams. You just have to play it. Right. You'd still be finishing near the bottom. You just would be, yeah, be behind different <laughs> programs. I think so. If you believe in trends, Northwestern, I looked today. Do you know they have, they're five and five. They have alternated starting with losses. They have alternated every loss, win, loss, win, loss, win all season. Wow. They have not won two in a row. Like well, there's a, there's a number on our side. Well, sports stats department, they are going to, they can't, they're not going to win two in a row. And I, I trust this Purdue. If, if, and I don't think there's any reason to think this Purdue offense, like found it for one game and won't have it the next. Not that we haven't seen Purdue teams do that before, but they're not exactly going into the most intimidating environment, and they're not coached by Jimbo Fisher, no. so they can win on the road. And there will be that. there will be a lot of Purdue fans at that game, right? Well, and so this is why last week I was saying that I wanted to hold my panic about the offense until I was concerned. I was clearly concerned, and I think I'd voiced well, all of us had voiced our concerns. I was holding off on panic until after um, Minnesota again, not because Minnesota. Minnesota is great, but because or bad, but because they are a mediocre team, and you should Let's be able to move the ball against them. Right. right. I mean, right. And, and everything that that we've been saying, it's really not not who you play. What what's the tillerism? It's not who you play. It's when you play them. Right. Um, yeah. When we played them, yeah. uh, Nebraska was looking really good and really strong. Iowa and um, Iowa, yeah, Ohio yeah, State, yeah. and uh, yeah, well, but Iowa, Ohio. Iowa, Ohio State, and uh, Michigan are all three of the best, what, 15 defenses in oh, the country? Sure. I mean, like, and so, I and meanwhile, that, that kind of overlapped with Purdue having the worst stretch of injuries that they had and trying to recalibrate with the offensive line and things like that. Now, I'm hoping that it continues. If it continues, you've seen proof, of, like, if this offense looks like it did um, it looks like it does next week as it did the previous week, then that is proof of concept, right? You're seeing this the same way creativity, you're seeing a, a line work around its weaknesses that all of a sudden it's like, okay, I have faith in this, like I'm confident. I, I've gone from not panicking anymore to confident that you just needed to put, um, you just needed to put the um, uh, you know pieces together. You needed to know your your. I like when... We talk and you can hear us reverb and feedback through a niches. It's kind of like when somebody calls a talk radio and they don't turn the radio down. Right. And then, right. They, then they take the call and they're like, turn your radio down. Yeah. It'll condescend into them. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, what's what's strange is that I, I checked it and I don't think it's on the YouTube feed, though. People, oh, you know, please, please let sense. us know. So it is just like, yeah, it, none when of this makes talk, any sense at all. Open, we hear ourselves coming back. So if you're not right. hearing that, then that's just our treat. Um, right. <laughs> uh, there was something over on the side that I had wanted. Oh, yeah. Frail Hammers. How dare you? He said Northwestern is going to take us to the car wash. And I laughed. I'm, uh, I'm ashamed of myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that term until just now because I, I read yeah. it and I couldn't get there. My yeah. old brain didn't get it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, Jay, let's be real honest. You would not mind going through the getting squeaked. It depends. It depends what era linemen are making me go through the car wash. Is that going through the car wash? Who is it? Yeah. 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 I mean, if we're talking about 1990. 
2000, 98 to 2000 linemen. Yeah, those, that's a pretty wonderful group of linemen. Yeah, exactly. I Especially like those guys. Yeah. I feel very close to them. Right, right. I would, um, I would you, okay, so if you were going to say confidence level for both of you guys on a 10 being the most confident. I feel great. I feel great. So you got a wonderful. 10? I'm gonna go, and I, I, no. yeah, I'm, I'm. <laughs> I feel. Weird. I, I would hope that Purdue can look as good as they did against uh, Minnesota at Northwestern. There is nothing. Yet there is not the talent disparity. There is not. You know that team um, isn't particularly well put together. I'd say even in a transition year. Um, like in a Minnesota transition year, the Minnesota roster looks better than the Northwestern roster does. Um, it doesn't, it, you should, but then again, when has anything made sense? I guess like I'm, so just by that, it's like down to a seven, but like you, you Purdue should be able to go to Northwestern. And when that being said, I, they're having a, they're having I a weird year. I completely forgot that Northwestern beat Minnesota. They put 37 up on Minnesota. So Minnesota's right. having a weird year. But so is everybody yeah. in the West. Everyone's five and five, except for Iowa and Purdue. Yeah. So like they let, let me see here. Northwestern, they put up, they put they only put up nine on Nebraska. Um, they beat Maryland somehow, scoring 33. They alternate. Then they only scored seven the next week against Iowa. Like I said, every other week they put up a reasonable mm-hmm. amount of points. And then the off weeks they get they put up single digits or something really weak, 12, 13. So I don't know. I don't know, except to say that they seem due for they, – they don't – and I don't I usually believe in that due stuff. However, it's happened all year, and it's a team that probably doesn't have the horses to put together two games in a row. And I think Purdue's offense is going to score enough points. This is where I begin to feel like Purdue's offense can score enough points and the defense is playing inspired. So the defensive side of things here is that you – I hope – to see um, kind of sacks again, right? Like I hope, I hope that the ends <laughs> like actually that. break through again, right? I mean, like this is. I think that is where the biggest difference that I see from uh, this week and last week, or uh, you know, uh, last oh. week and next week. Even if the you know, even if the um, offense doesn't perform nearly you know as well, maybe it's eighty percent of what we saw there. I expect Scourton and Jenkins to have a more productive. By the way. Or against Scorton, we've been yelled at a number of times in the comments. many people. Ah, are Scorton. Angry at us. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, I'm still. I'm still getting used to. Well, Boiler Boiler Dash is Scorton, and so I think we all kind of just went with that because I think we know that the man here Phoenix. who pronounces things the best is Boiler Dash. By the way, guys, you should be happy that I'm not calling him Nick Caraway still. Okay, I, I'm a moron. I, I, it's, no, it's, you're not a moron. That was yeah. his name. No, I, mean, I, I know. This thing. is hard. This is hard. I know. So the last um, time I can remember something like this is is when. Uh, Kawan Short changed to K1. Remember that? He changed his pronunciation for his yeah. senior year. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't do that to me. You can't do that now. But that's kind By of the what way, they I do. They just, turn out uh, to try to see how high. Handel Jones always brings always brings this fastball. And uh, he just made me aware. I did not know this, guys. Do you see what he said over there? Purdue is a one and a half point underdog at Northwestern. Awesome. Love it. I love it too, but man, see, I'm we're so far past what 10, 15 years ago, we would have been like so offended. Now we're like, yeah, that's that's fantastic. It's just, I think it's the years of Purdue basketball being good where you're like, no, no, don't want expectations. No, 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 we'll go with Purdue's terrible and they're an underdog to Northwestern. 
So, oh, hey, guys, the, just so some funny. really good news, which I think this matters because the way the – let's be honest, Hudson Card was handling the ball well as well as he was making good decisions. Honestly, he was doing a really good job reading the ball. There was no sloppiness, right? right. If you Some really good things. I, I, I didn't have the stats up after the game, but Purdue only had six penalties for a total of like 69 yards or something of penalties. Minnesota had two <laughs> penalties for – I think it's 60 and 19 yards, so a total of 79 yards and penalties for the two teams. Huh? Purdue had 60 yards and penalties. Oh, oh, Minnesota uh, had 19 yards and penalties. Which two is, penalties. But a clean game, not complaining. No, no. Better than awesome. those games okay. where there's flags all day, but go on. Yeah. No, no, no. So, but 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 the whole thing is I want the weather to allow Card to do his job too. And it looks like the forecast right now, it's gonna be clear. Looks like to me it'll be around 50-55 in Evanston during the day, and it doesn't look like it's going to be windy. So that's that's nice. That's good because Chicago can that, be gnarly. They broke string already, and Ish and I were there to see them handle weather. That's they, true. That, I, that, the, the, that the was ridiculous. Was just, yes. Now, they, was, they didn't play much in the actual thing, but like, but the field was certainly wet <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Uh, well, can you guys mind if I sh shift gears wet. into other other college football for a second? Oh, please! I, I know it's something please you guys do. might not want to talk about. Okay. But, oh, please! But, but I want to I want to go through the the five biggest college football buyouts ever. Can we, can <laughs> this we isn't that? a topic. This isn't a topic that I'm very interested in. Do we okay, want? I know. To talk I, about... It's not your thing, Anish. This is not your. No, uh, you don't want to talk about um, the the the. The absolute bizarre Michigan coach crying routine. You don't want to talk about that at all. That Sharon was the most Moore, embarrassing. Man. You know, he's he's a jolly good I've fellow. Seen. Oh, that it's and so then they, all... did they? Okay, is that real or yes. is that yes. is that like an onion thing that they no. actually sang for? He's a jolly good fellow. They sing it apparently after every game, but that doesn't even make sense. That's that makes less sense than Tom Allen's <laughs> snap thing because. For his jolly good fellow is what in like the 1940s what it's you the sang doing it. like no it was the thing you sang like you literally were what? saying like this it's not happy birthday it's like hey we love Anish we're gonna sing about him now like who are you singing it about the coach doesn't even make sense you morons you dorks I don't understand these things Over dorks <laughs> but crying you you sent us the message that then. You thought what many people did. You said, "Did Harbaugh die?" Or and that's what I, everyone was like. I, I thought he was um, maybe he was diagnosed with I'm a so terminal disease or something. Self-inflicted. We cheated, right. and now we're going to cry because we've overcome. What are you well, talking about? Hey, hey, how about Northwestern? I mean, like you know, Northwestern uh, against same, the world, right? Agree. It's the same thing. Right? Agree, but I, I completely agree. But I'm saying, th so these guys over here cheated. To get better for Frail Hammer says for he's a rich fired Ophella. Let me ask you this. If Jim Harbaugh was five and five right now, would Michigan be all sanctimoniously trying to fire him and and not pay him? Fire him for cause. You cheated, bro. You cheated. We're firing you and not paying you your contract. It's convenient. It's it is a it is always how they're convenient. standing behind them, isn't it? And remember, you know what I wanted to call this out to you guys too. And I know about I want to get to the buyouts, but I just need to get this out. If you guys watch the I think one thing we agree ESPN still does well is things like 30 for 30s and stuff like that. Those are always good. And if you remember the Fab Five one, we had very serious-faced Michigan administrators talking about how, well, we cheated and we had to – they took impermissible 
benefits, and we had to take those banners down. They were very proud of their sanctimonious asses for right. taking down the banners right. when it was guys like Chris Weber who got an impermissible benefit, which was not cheating and filming the opponent, right? It was he got some money, and he got, you know, in an era where that shit happened all the time, we weren't supposed to do it, and if it happened today, it'd be totally fine. But okay, so they were very – they wanted to get that on the record, that they needed to take those banners down. We didn't deserve those. Now you've got a situation where I don't know what's different about Jim Harbaugh versus those guys, but he is he is aware. Clearly, we're we're lying to say he's not aware of anything that goes on in that program. Sure, you are cheating to get an edge that I don't care. And I know Anish, you said you don't see this as as a major as major a thing as other things, and I agree, it's not. You're not destroying people's lives. But when you're talking about the balance of competition, it is a big deal. And the Astros did the same thing, and they were rightly just bashed for it. Because when you know what's coming, it makes it a lot easier to win. And this stuff happened right when they got tired of getting their asses handed to them by Ohio State every year. And then they whipped Ohio State two years in a row and just have pounded through everybody else for two years. So it makes me angry that they get to, that they act like, and then the president, the president, I think, or chancellor, whatever he is at Michigan is out on Twitter, still talking about what a great man Jim Harbaugh is. Like you could just, in Anisha's words, you could just shut the F up. You could just not right. say anything. That's right. an option too. Yeah. You don't have to condemn him if you don't want to, but you could just not talk at all. You don't have to come out and look like a fool that you're going to look like in a year or two. Sorry. Right. No. Sorry. I see the floor. That was, a, that was excellent. That was an excellent rant. <laughs> It's a good ISO. It's a good ISO. Yeah, we needed that. Um, okay, so let's go through top, the top five biggest payoff, payouts real quick. Okay. Oh, please. Number five, uh, Tom Herman uh, was Ooh. a uh, $15.4 oh, million. Dollar 15? 15. 15 for, for Texas. Chump change. <laughs> really this is the thing that's amazing. I'm going to put one in here just for, for Tom Allen's. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Here. That's, <laughs> you, you Sorry. Frickin- Sorry to ruin oh, it. That was great. Mean. Uh, Willie Taggart, $18 million buyout at four. Florida State? Charlie Weiss, $19 million buyout from Kansas, I believe. Not Notre Dame, I think. Wait, wait, wait. Taggart was Florida State, right? Taggart was Florida State. That's correct. For reference, now we can slide in Tom Allen last year, they say, was a $20 million buyout. Still is. A year ago. Still Still is. Still is. Till like March. You're you're screwed. Yeah. It hasn't gone down yet. That's the greatest agent ever. It's an amazing. No, the greatest agent. We're going to talk about him in a second. Um, two, <laughs> Gus Malzahn, 25, $21.5 million buyout. Auburn? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And number one, by a billion miles. I was just going to say, $25 million was number two. And the other thing about these buyouts, a lot of those buyouts have a stipulation, like if you go get a job and you're coaching next year, don't, you don't get the full buyout. Right, because they don't come in one check. Right. 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 But this one, you can. So, so before we get to number one, that's what made number two stand out. First, Auburn was getting rid of a good coach, a good coach that took them to success, both as the offensive coordinator for Cam Newton, the brains of the operation, and not right. Gene Chizik. But then also, like he was a good coach. He was a good yeah. coach at Auburn, He's and one of the probably only ones who could mess with the Saban. Too. Tom Herman so was a good coach. If Willie they, Tanner if they, was a good coach. But if they would have kept. But if they would have kept Malzahn, um, kept, kept through oh, their, the foundation yeah. is is way better. Um, but then also, 
everybody made fun of that one because it was a lump sum. They had to pay that in lump sum, and I don't know if there was any kind of offset thing, right? So that's why they had to get that that lump sum. Oh, well, so let's go to the oil barons of number one, please. Give us number one. So first, before I do this, have you guys seen the photo that's floating around? And I think I see it all. I can't believe it's legit. That's not, I don't think that can be real. Okay. I, I think I think the photo is real, but I think someone changed the numbers on the yes, on the novelty right. check. So somebody, a bunch of wealthy oil guys, gave a bunch of money to Texas A and M on November eleventh, right? Is what the check says for one hundred something million dollars, and they say <laughs> that money enabled this next stat here. Jimbo Fisher at number one with seventy six point nine million dollar buyout. Tremendous! It's tremendous. Trem- this what a great agent what an amazing agent jimbo fisher is gonna have a job next year too he's either a at minimum he's gonna be on tv someplace getting getting paid a a pretty nice amount because he's been on tv before yeah but he's not gonna match 70 million dollars no no that's the other thing like anish says why would you ever do anything again why why i I have an answer for this i I have an answer for this listen ego you yes you and the three of us aspire to be lazy Okay, right. people like him. It's not about the money at all. It, no. Once you have that kind of money, it isn't. When the people say it's not about the money, and the joke is, it always is. Once you have that kind of money, it really isn't anymore. It's now about being the center of the universe and having yeah. people treat you like a deity. Right? These guys get addicted to that—the power, the control, the adulation. That's yes. We would all go live on a, on a boat or in Montana or Wyoming, in Boiler Dad's case, but. Yes. But these guys homes. don't want that. They why has Saban not walked away in his seventies? It's not like he's enjoying himself. No, like the, it's because you can't. The thought of giving that up is does not compute in your brain. So that's the answer to that. But Saban, I heard a country music song today, and Jay, I think you're a bigger country fan than I am. But I heard a song today that has something about we all love Nick Saban, and it was just like out of. I was like, no context at all. And my wife says. Why would they say that? I said, because he's a freaking God. Oh, I yeah. mean, he's the greatest coach ever. His record says it, the champions say it, and now and he's not? just creating space on that list. But why not just quit before you're not? He could leave any one of these seasons with these like 12 oh, sure. win seasons and say, and then you look at it and you'll always look at that and see, wow, it ended and it never held off. Yeah, but but right. you know what's gonna happen? He's probably he there's a chance, there's a non-zero chance he wins the national title this year. Oh, I know after yeah. after everything yeah. that you you oh. know it, you know, I, I, we're gonna go back everybody to everybody tried to retire for the playoff at the beginning of the and yeah. I'm gonna be right because I said Alabama, LSU, Ohio State. Did I say Michigan too? I have to look. But Georgia, 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 Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. I'm gonna get it right. But you don't have Florida State yours. You don't have Florida State yours. No. So what the what? Here's a fun thing. We could be the last college football playoff could match the first college football playoff if it's Alabama, Ohio State, uh, Florida State, and Oregon, and that's not that far off. Those are four of the oh, six or seven that teams that can make it to the. Uh, I don't think you know, we're going to get there at this point. A bunch of losing would have to happen ahead of them. Well, but, they would just have to. Don't they have? Um, don't, yeah, they have a is there a Pac-12 title, yes, title yes. game? Yes. Yeah, they so. pound. Yes, if they win that big, because it'll be Washington. That would play so, and I I am so I th- so far well okay. Last week, Georgia finally showed like okay, it's the season had started. Let's go. And last mm-hmm. week, Georgia was terrifying. That was the first time they looked terrifying. Right, I right. 
I think Michigan is very, 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 very good. I don't think that they are the consensus kind of like no. be scared of them best team in the country. I still think I think Ohio State this year. I think, which would be hilarious. Um, I think uh, Oregon is the most, just wire to wire has been the most impressive Oregon. team. Like I, I have been, yeah, yeah. That game, by the way, was, was amazing. And that could have gone either way. So I mean, both of them were, that's still the best game of the season, but both of them could have won that. Like I think, I and in the other games, Oregon has looked way more impressive than Washington. I think. I guess that's fair, but Washington, yeah. But I think Washington's going to get in if they keep winning. Obviously, if they yeah, win out. Yeah, but Washington is like like Anish is talking about. They've had a couple where they couple scares. Their way through. Yeah, yeah. I like like this week when their player did that thing where they dropped the ball before the goal line, and oh as I gosh. saw pointed out, as I saw pointed out by someone, um, or no, it was during the the the, the late. He night, was on the um, two, by the way. He, he was on the on two. The this was usually it's a couple inches. This was yeah. on the two yard line. Damn it! <laughs> like that's and you agreed with me. Like that's. If I'm a, if I'm a, as a fan, I don't even get that upset. Penalties, like there's dumb penalties you get a little right. upset by, but stuff happens. When we've talked before about how the idea of turning your brain off of like super aggressive play and then nope, just turn it off and nothing, you know, yeah. that's people get mad at players because they make a mistake or they're too hyped up or they hit a guy a split secondly. You're yeah. being an idiot because you've not yeah. played sports if you don't understand how hard that is to control. That bullshit when you drop a football when you're not in the end zone, and I still don't understand. The is this to look cool? like I'm so cool? I'm dropping it early. I don't understand. Yes, yes I don't understand. It, it doesn't yeah, this, make any this sense. This game's easy. The game's easy. Cross into the end zone and then do whatever you want with it. Yeah. As Anish and I, and I don't, I think you generally agree. Make celebrations yeah. should be legal. Penalizing yes. people yes. for celebrating is the stupidest thing. Like, like let people do whatever they want. But now they're dropping the football before they're in the end zone. Yeah. yeah. That literally could have cost them a playoff appearance. Like it literally could have. <laughs> Man. <laughs> So, uh, do we, but now we're getting questions, I, 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 but there's one earlier that I'd like to go back to, but Boiler Max has one here. So before we lose this, let's just ask this yeah. one. What do you do with a one loss SEC champ Bama, one loss defending champ Georgia? I don't know where their loss is coming from. Yeah. And one loss big 12 champ, Texas. The tight in the SEC title game, probably for Georgia. Right. Yeah. Um, they would lose to Bama. Right. Right. Well, last year that exact thing happened, and they went in, and they won. And then Texas, and then Texas has beat. I mean, Texas has beat Bama, and assuming then they they grab right now, they grab. They are. No, I don't think so. Washington's right now. Yeah, I think Texas is like seven. I think if that scenario, if that scenario happens in Washington, you you need other things to happen, like. I don't know how you're going to get a loss from Ohio State and Michigan. So in that scenario that you're banging out there, oh, unless he's saying out of those who goes in, I don't. Right. Because I, let's assume that the winner of Ohio State, Michigan goes. The winner of Washington, let's assume Washington wins. Washington goes. Um, you've got two spots left for what is that? Three teams. Um, my I mean, and you're, and this is, and this is assuming Florida State's out too. I mean, like right. that's the other, that's the other team that is, I think, well, has got the clearest path, right? Oh, they totally do. But if those, but if those, if you have two slots left and you got those three teams, Boiler Max is talking about, then I think the SEC teams go. I agree. I, I, I and I don't before. because of the because of the fact that ESPN still carries yeah. a pretty big stick. That's what's happened before, though. Yeah, it's literally the yep. so. 
Texas is good and they've beaten a lot of teams, but they but they haven't played an SEC schedule, and that's what matters to these people. Right. So that's what would happen. It's I'm insane, telling right? you, you, it would be great if it was Bama, Georgia, Texas, and Florida State. I would be perfect. Except I don't want the pack. I don't want Oregon or Washington to be screwed there. No. But uh, so I would rather do them than, last than Texas winning a national title. Oh, it'd be so cool. Oh yeah, yeah or awesome. I'd love Oregon. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a question earlier asking us way back. I don't know if you've been able to find it. Anish, asking if you would rather. Oh, are we going to do this one instead? No, sorry. Here, keep going. Keep going. Oh, he said, would you rather Purdue lose to IU in football or get swept by them in basketball again? Which is a good question. A Sophie's choice kind of question. <laughs> right. If I, do we get. Do we get the Northwestern win? If we get the Northwestern win, I could pallet it, and I'm not sure I could pallet uh, Bizak being swept in back-to-back back years. Back to four, four in his last two years against them. Yeah, I, you know what? I actually think, yeah, I think that's the answer, yes. However, if Purdue basketball gets swept by IU, but IU doesn't go to the tournament, which looks possible, okay, there's your Super Bowl, boys. Enjoy it. Like, yeah, to me, I, I just I, they're not that I important. don't see this as possible. The reason IU, I mean, I, I hate to bring logic into this scenario. No, no, yeah, no. But the reason IU could beat Purdue last year was one man, and they don't have that guy this year. They don't have anything like that, right? They don't have a guy who's long, athletic, well, that wasn't the shot maker. I know, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at, and I just watched IU struggle versus Army. IU really wasn't doing this last year in November. If I remember correctly. No, last year I was impressed. I mean, like I they were it, good. It was, they were good. Yeah, they were yeah. good, and they were disappointing actually. Like towards the end, in terms of Weird. like their non-Indiana games. Yeah, I know who could have heard who could. Or, sorry, the non-Purdue games. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, Trace Jackson Davis is like instantly contributing to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, so yeah, another kind of IU uh, star that goes underutilized. Well, who who knew? Who who could have guessed? <laughs> Yeah, hey man, this guy's the coach, though. This is the guy. We've never said this before. This is right. the guy. He's gonna take we, us there. Finally, got our guy. <laughs> you see, they they paid homage to a to a, a, a deceased member of the college basketball coaching world by everybody wearing red sweaters tonight. Oh, um, you saw that? Did they? Were they also verbally abusive to everybody? Yeah, yeah everybody. Them? Every coach also... strangled a player and or Excellent. headbutted. They had the they had the choice. Cool. They could do either. Ostracized everybody around them. Yeah, and yep. showed only kind of poison uh, to most people, but then sprinkled just enough good things so that graduation. they talked about that person. Uh, good. Oh yeah, graduation. Yeah. Good, graduation. good, good. Yeah, um, here's a uh, yeah, here's complex a question. issue in Asia. Complex. Oh, it is complex. That's right. It's very complex. Uh, Boilermax uh, here says, if I told you Purdue gets three four-star players in the transfer portal football, I assume, um, uh, in the transfer portal this offseason, what positions would you like to see them go? Basketball, it'd be hilarious if it was set. I would take three, like, three four-star players. That'd be great. Yeah. Wow. Um, three four-star in the transfer this offseason. Uh uh, I, I want I want no, one and, I want both guards and I want one wide receiver. Yep. And, oh, that's wow. a good answer. I was going to say all in the line. I, I'd say but, wide receiver. I want a uh, a guard or a tackle left side. Um, left tackle is a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Again, was, without I, without disparaging and, anybody that's been playing this year or no, no, whatever, no, no, no. but it's like, oh yeah, yeah, left tackle. And and I would I would love to see a beastly linebacker. Like I know that's kind of an off the path answer, but I want a guy who is like just a mother. Like a guy who's uh what Bone Crusher, uh what's his name? Kyle Bone Crusher, what's his nuts? Uh years ago was supposed to be. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember it. Kyle Bone Crusher, what's his nuts? Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, you must feel, I mean, I was thinking we should be excited about Walter's first year of recruiting, right? I mean, because last year he did recruiting, but it was, you know, he got a later start because he, oh, I, right? I, like, I, I'm waiting for everything to be inked, just like basketball, which I suppose now we can talk about. But um, like, yeah. But, but I, I, okay, and, okay, okay, okay. Listen. Ooh. Okay, listen. I, you guys know I don't get all. So we're, are, are we are we hanging three or four banners preemptively? It's because, probably four. I mean, it's going to okay. be four. Okay. Listen, I tried to hold back my enthusiasm about catchings as long as I could, and I didn't talk about it and, publicly. And and so let's let's actually put a quick, quick, quick disclaimer here. Okay. Is that he is still an OTE, so he cannot play for another college, which is great. But he could stay at OTE, and he could do that for his first year out of high school, and then he's, do that. And it's I, unlikely, but again, again, I just third best just, scorer in OTE, right? He's like top fifteen in rebounds, and he's got an okay amount of assists. Not that I've gone and checked on this and like really dug into this. Okay? <laughs> Sicko mode. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. I am so stoked about catching's coming. I, I'm like, I am like. I can't think of another single recruit that I've been this excited about. Do you think he's a one and done guy? He's got the potential to be. Yes. He's got the potential. It's wow. it's more likely to, but he's got the potential to be one. Yeah. The only thing that might keep him back is that he could he could he could put on a pound or two. Um but he's a skinny. I, I mean, like he's about, a skinny kid. Like, yeah, skinny. I mean, but he boy, he likes to he likes to embarrass people, which I love. <laughs> Right. So he's a little bit like Boogie, you're saying. Yeah, that's Same what I've been waiting for. He's actually right? he's actually kind of nastier. Like he's yeah. a little bit nasty. Yeah. And he likes to get like tell people they suck after he does it, <laughs> which is awesome. He also is a a, a son of a co- uh, an ex pro, right? He is the nephew of an ex pro. He is the uh, he's got like pro athletes all over his family, so he is built for this stuff, right? And and he was a five-star. He'd still be a five-star if he would have stayed at a high school. I'm convinced of that. Like, I, I was trying to get Anish, because Anish knows recruiting better than me. But I was trying to pinpoint, when did he get knocked down that few points that kept him He was He five-star. was always, so I think on tw- uh, uh, 24-7, he was always, um, uh, like, right at that 19, 20, 21 line. And mm-hmm. they only, like, as a rule, they only have 19 or 20 five-stars. Um, I think two people jumped him rather than right. his score actually went down. Um, but that's fine. It, I mean, like it would have been, oh, nice. it doesn't matter. Oh, right. No, you know, right. that like nice. my opinion on that's the thing. It didn't fall. And I know no mag was giving him the official five star. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I don't care. The last five star we saw was awesome, but it was a late ad. Right. So we didn't have this time to like really marinate on it and think about it way too much and, and worry about it last summer. And like all the stuff that happens with a, with a big time recruit, right. 
I am so stoked to see this kid in black and gold. I mean, and him, I am him so and Miles, stoked to see the changed lineup, guys. I mean, him with Miles Holy Colvin. Holy crap. I mean, him, Miles Colvin, Cam Heidi. That is the yeah. most athletic wing pairing that Purdue will see. I mean, or Purdue you've got, has. So, I, so what I called, like, I, I, I said that to my son. I said, I said that Catchings has, he's a wing, okay? But he's a meaner wing than Hummel was as a freshman. Okay. But right out of the box, we're going to see production. I, I mean, I think, I think that's a starter right away, which that'd be a pretty big statement. If paint starts him, which paint doesn't do that really, a freshman, right? Or, each one uh, more, each one more, and Smith, then Braden Moore, Smith. lawyer, yep. right? Yep. Okay. And uh, PJ, PJ, I think was, was which one is of the, a like wild but true, right? Yeah. But, if you put him there, so you've got, I called him Robbie Hummel heavy. Okay. And I know it's a weird thing to compare a black guy to a white guy. I know that the media doesn't like to do that, but I'm like, you got a wing who's scoring minded, who can do everything. Who's super long, who right away is a winner. Okay. And then on the other side, you got Benter who really is kind of like just Robbie Hummel. So you've got, you've got a class that's loaded with scores, loaded with shooters, loaded with length. Like, this is the thing, our buddy Michael Henry, who does still exist, by the way, to the listeners out there. He does still exist. This class has to make him just go nutty because he, he always wanted NBA length at Purdue, right? Am I wrong? Or am I like six, seven oh, to six, yeah. nine NBA length that can shoot? These guys are all that way. I mean, and now you get, and you'll have a year of Colvin, you'll have um, Lawyer and Smith. Uh, in their junior years, which is going to be awesome. I mean, kind of leading back and then you, I know, it's sixth, seventh year. Um, I he mean, you still, it's so stupid. He won't, you, but he you've, could. You've still got, regardless 30 man of, roster, uh, regardless of transfers, you're still going to have among the better front courts in the country. I mean, like, yeah. you know, first TKR, um, Berg is still going to be there, right? I mean, it is. It's going to be a, a and the kid impressive. from and the kid from uh, is he Illinois officially. I don't know. He's moved around a little bit, but the the guy that Wisconsin wanted that's another Burgess, seven three Riley, guy. Riley. Oh, um, oh no, Burgess is the kind of other Burgess forward. like six eleven, right? Uh, but He's then the there's the yeah, guy. then there's the big seven three uh, monster, and then Purdue might get another legacy. Um, you They're know, scoring get, guard. Let's be real we'll honest. We'll I, like I'm just already calling we'll this one. I mean, like I don't know how you can't. But they're going to give another just CJ well, Cox, so by the way, let's sleep on CJ Cox. That is a Purdue player. Okay. That's a guy who comes in pissed off because nobody offered him and he's already got a chip on his shoulder. He, and then let's bring in big dogs kid who I'm told also likes to embarrass people. Oh shit. Gosh, man. I mean, and so the um, the risk there, though, the risk there with Jakari Harris is uh, Georgia Tech, right? Which who um, is not traditionally a risk, but is coached by Damon Stoudemire, and that's kind of cool, um, and that's different, and it show it's home, and it's it, he's from Atlanta, and so it it gives him a platform there. He's not going to have to compete for, for minutes and things like that. I do think that's a non-zero risk, but um, considering also how you could, I mean, he could very easily argue like, Hey, look at that Purdue class. You're not getting playing time in two years, like mm. your first two years, you're not getting playing time, which I don't think is true, but um, you know, it is, it's, it's going to be tough, but we'll see. Carl, no, somebody Carl. asked, is CJ, CJ Cox Carson Light? No, he's not. He's CJ Cox is is Chris Kramer heavy. 
Like I, I, I love this. I love what my, my my brain is doing. All these stupid I'm, connections of guys. I that like. Just, I like that. It's like the these these the the they've all been very different. But the senior transfers, the senior transfer guards mm -hmm. okay. that Painter gravitates towards. Yeah. C.J. Cox is very much in the mold. Like from what I've seen and from yeah. I've, uh, what I'm hearing Painter talk about him, he's very much in the mold of of. Uh, those guys. So we'll see. Ed Albanese has a question about big dongs. A uh, big what? Well, it <laughs> says, "Will big dongs kid come to Purdue?" Didn't the other is one that? Is there another? Is there another player? Is this before uh, my I'm time? Assuming you mean big dog? Was um, yeah, but was is that Matt, is this Matt Tendom? Is was he big dog? <laughs> um, Joinsley asks, "What about the game Friday night? How great of a fit is Lance? I love Lance Jones." I already love. Yeah, him. I think you, you like put all your chips in for Lance. Oh, he's nasty, man. That's the nasty. He's not, like, he's not even nasty. He's just he's just got a little little bit of an edge. Just a little like don't push my guy. You know, I love that. I love yeah. it. Yeah. He takes shots. He's not afraid to take big shots. He's he's a he's he took a thirty great. footer during that game. He reminded him of me of me in the co-rec. <laughs> I was like, oh, Painter doesn't like that one, but he's doing it anyway. <laughs> love it, Carl. Uh, a little a little while ago, he said, so I'm not quite sure what he's saying here. So we are writing off this season now? Is he saying because you guys are excited about it? Because I'm excited about No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no. You built... We can do both things. Yeah. Yeah. Come no, on, no bro. one's writing off any seasons. No, no, no. I'm not doing that. I'm I excited so. for a deeper future. This goes right into the things. If you've been listening to the things that we've been talking about, right? The was it the CBS team that said they keep taking these swings and they're going to crack this thing, right? They're going to break through. This is another example. You're like, holy moly, they loaded the chamber, right? Anish, can you articulate what Purdue just did? Because you're really good with that analogy of loading the chamber. <laughs> the, I, I, button, I, the button in the canister, yep. the, yep. you know, the can mm -hmm. and the, uh, empty, you know. The, empty the chamber, empty the clip. Uh, pot. Yeah, 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 yeah. You nailed it. You did it again. Ah, I still wish I had that recording. That was so great. Anish was stammering in a voice chat, trying to trying to use a gun term, and it was so apparent. It was so good. It was so good. It's one of those things where it's your years mind just ago, shuts and off. we still make fun of him for your it. Your mind off. shuts off halfway through the sentence, right. and like the and rest your of your body tries to, it just tries to overcome. And you know you're things. doing it over a voice thing, and you know everyone's gonna give you a hard time. And you're like, oh, I can't reel this one in. There's no way. I just yeah. keep talking. Yeah. Um, Cobra uh, says, true story, parking for the Moorhead game the other day. I saw who from the side I thought was Boiler Dowd, rolled down the window, yelled, Boiler Dowd. Dude just stared. It wasn't Boiler Dowd. That's only awesome. awful. <laughs> I love it. I, Thanks hey. for trying. Thank you, Cobra. Yeah. I want to see this guy, though. Yeah. Wouldn't you love it if it was like, he was like really fat and like just a cobra, exactly. like yeah. a snake, just a snake. No, no, the, snake. no the guy, the guy he thought was boiler down. down. Oh, he's, he's like seven feet tall. <laughs> I want to see the guy he mistaked for boiler dad. He's like six. I always want to see that. Yeah, and yeah. then I get my feelings thanks, hurt, dude. Yeah, yeah. thanks. You, you've just hurt me. You made me angry. <laughs> um, hold on one second. But the the um, kind of off season or the non conference season gets real against oh, uh, you know finally facing kind of a real opponent again. Xavier is like maybe a tournament bubble team this year, but right, and it's at um, so I, yeah, it's a step up from what they've been playing. But I still think 
Yeah, but, I mean, but I'd like to it, – it's real competition. Better measuring stick, like, yes, of course. Sean Miller is always going to be coaching a tough team, right? Yes. Like they're, they're always going to be in this. So um, I like to see that. I want to see more Zach. I mean, like we haven't it, – it's been light on Zach this year, and the teams okay have been really heavy on on kind of, uh, you know, taking him I away. Would love, I love seeing them win without lots of doses of Zach because you're going to need him later, and it's a long season, and I can't help but feel like Purdue wears down. I, I hate to say that, but I feel like is it is it this is a question I'd love to ask Painter because you know he'd have a thoughtful answer, but I don't know how much of the when a team hits the wall and and Purdue did, no matter what anybody wants to say, down the stretch, like the final games, we talked about this. They didn't play well in the Big Ten tournament, right? They didn't play well for the final what month of the season. They were still winning games, but they did yeah, not look yeah. like the team that, yeah. that they had looked like. And they weren't full of injuries. So is it physical? Is it a mental tired exhaustion of playing so much basketball over five months or whatever it is? We were all mentally exhausted. Do you remember how yes. down the stretch we were like, just get, just, <laughs> this, this is boring. This is horrible. Yeah. So how, right. You know how, how you feel. Players feel yeah. How do they not get it? Now, I do think it's different when you're in the games because you have more sure. control over it. And once you start the game, you're just bit. playing basketball. You're not sitting there anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, until the tournament, but but I but I think that is there an element of mental fatigue, or is it just hey? Because I'm getting back to what I was saying is I'd love to play Zach less, play Zach a lot less. That'd be fine. Yeah. I, I don't mind if he gets. Well, TK has got to start hitting his free throws, man, at a higher clip. I mean, like that's the thing. I I think if Painter's going to be annoyed by anything, especially down the stretch, I think Anish talked about this, pointed pointed this out weeks ago, where he said, man, if he's not hitting his free throws, Paint's not going to trust him at all at the end of the game, you know? Right. So that's, that's a big deal. I mean, but it's awesome. You look at his minutes, Zach's minutes are low. Dang, By the way, John Younger says he saw you at AJ's and did not I want saw to that. disrupt your meal. That was very thoughtful, but I've seen him eat too, John. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. No, you get, you lose a hand. Yeah. <laughs> you get built like this by not eating a lot. So we did have a, we had a wonderful meal at our, with our friend AJ's. And where were you? Were you were at AJ's? Is that your place to go on campus that's, when you're hungry? That's my favorite. Yeah, if I'm on campus, I always go to AJ's on Vine. You know, burgers, beef, beer. That's AJ's. Mm. Mm. But you we, we had we had pretzel bites. We had I saw um, mac and cheese bites. I had a I had the Chicago beef dipped. Uh my <laughs> my son had a burger with the Euro meat. Uh my nephew had another burger. My brother couldn't figure finish his burger. He had double with egg on it. The breakfast burger. Yes, I've had the breakfast burger. It I was. Love, I mean, my my brother, grown man, says I couldn't finish my burger. This is too, too much hard. food for me. Yes, I'm just a little guy. I I, I accidentally like ordered. Mouths. I accidentally ordered the uh, the, the double. double at AJ's. So that's a, that's, <laughs> that's a no joke. Brother. And I remember that's you were no like, joke. no, do a double. I was like, uh, does he know what he just did? Why? Because I think they are, uh, they're, they're, are they half pound burgers? Yeah. And I thought, or no, they're, they're, are they half pound? They're bigger than quarter pound. They are, they are. They might be third. They might be, they might be third, boys. That's the what's in between. Yes. Um, (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure a third is smaller than a quarter. (laughs) Um, I thought in my head, in my head, I thought it was a smash burger. And I should have known because AJ's has burgers, beef, and beer. So I should have known. No, but, uh, you know, I... My brother actually made that comment. He goes, this is not. He, he's holding it like this. 
this is not a smash burger. I'm like, man, he cut it in half to try to lessen the blow. Then he cut it into a quarter. And he's like, I can see over there. He's sweating. Oh, oh my God. Oh, the meat sweats. Yeah, the AJ's meat sweats. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Those, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to talk about the pretzels anymore. I just keep talking about them. They're so amazing. Gosh, <laughs> enough about the pretzels. Enough about the pretzels. Um, we already talked about one sponsor. The other one, I'm wearing. Me too. Uh, I'm wearing pants. For, the, for for a change, and I'm wearing pants from Homefield Apparel. I'm not wearing Homefield pants. Homefield joggers, man. I cannot. They're just sweatpants, as you like to point out to me. There's, right. but right. they're so good. You've given up, as George Costanza said. No, I've no, t- no, not these days. Sweatpants are not a sign of giving up anymore. People wear them at work now. Exactly. <laughs> he said with disdain. Exactly. There's some some bridges I won't cross. I won't go that far. I'm not going to wear sweatpants. No, I, I look close. And boiler, close. boiler dad is on a is on a work Zoom in a full three piece suit. <laughs> a really bye bye, Anish. Oh, there he is. There he is. He gone. Uh, yeah. So people have asked us, he do gone. we have any thoughts on Xavier game since we've we've looked further bye-bye, ahead? Anish. Not again. Um, do we have any thoughts about the Xavier game? Uh, Why is it making me laugh? I know it's great. <laughs> It's like a curtain coming. <laughs> right, right. Um, um, yes, so what are your you, How do you guys feel about the Xavier game? Well, we were just saying uh, when you went off mic for a minute that we it's it's nice to have – it's a better measuring stick. Yeah. Right? Like that's the nice thing. But they're not – it's still in Mackie, and Purdue's still definitely a more talented team. So this should be a – this should still be a Purdue win, and I think it should be a comfortable win. I'm not trying to be cocky. I think it's it's November – number one and and uh oh boy we're distracted now i'm just answering questions yeah whatever the, the whatever they ask the monkey to do he'll do it <laughs> so yeah you know that why don't you answer the xavier question so you you focus that's well, weird so, to me this this early in the season like we know purdue what purdue was last year we know what they were in november and december Purdue looks different right now than they did last November, December. Let's be real honest, right? They do. And I'll tell you why they look different to me. Number one is first hasn't really hit a stride at all. And he was playing really well early last year, right? Right. On top of that, Purdue's got this new gear that I don't know if we saw at all last year. I know they played with some pace. I said that versus Duke, they played with a lot of pace. But they've got a, a, a higher gear. When they're playing really fast, they're kind of scary good. Mm-hmm. but they don't play it consistently. So mm-hmm. I'm not real well, sure. It's early, though. Team, it's early. It's early. <clears throat> the team, I'm not sure the team has gelled. It's I next. do think, though, when brighter lights come on on this team, they're going to set their jaw, and you're going to see a different thing. Of course, well, with Zach Eady. Mm-hmm. We're starting to see. We, we kind of all felt like we were seeing a little bit of, like, is this team a little bit pissed off? Is that what it is, right? And maybe that's, you know, good teams or great teams, like when they when they get embarrassed, they sometimes react that way. And and the resolve is different, and maybe that's what it is. I think it's early to be. I'm I'm hopeful. I think it's early to be saying that. It's two games, two regular season games, right? Can you stay mad for five months? Well, you could ask me. I've been mad for forty eight years <laughs> about everything. Uh, oh, you can stay mad for five months. Yeah. Oh no, hell yeah! No, no because problem. they're going to get reminded about this. Oh, it's only be just beginning. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the it, it'll get, get more. It'll, the scrutiny will get worse. And the more and... it's going to come up, the closer you get to March. So, yep. Yep. And I think they're, they got the right guy leading them to be, to be like prepared to say, hey, get used to that, guys. Wear it. 
as the expression goes, right? You guys, uh, painter you guys said, did sit it. in it. Sit in it. Always makes me think of a baby sitting in a shitty diaper. <laughs> it's just a perfect analogy. It is. It is. Uh, I'm sitting in a in a no no right now. As a- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's too much. You guys don't have to deal with the smell. So as we. <laughs> As we are, I don't know why I said no, no, but I loved it. I don't, I've never said that in my life. I don't think. Oh, man. Uh, We're officially off the rails. Yeah. Focus. Always good. No, no. Yeah. That's it's 93 minutes in. I don't know. How much more is there? Yeah. Do appreciate everybody sticking around. This is a long, it's a longer show, but it's been a good show. I think if you, if you like what we are, the handsome hour, I think there's a lot of it in this show. And you oh. saw some things that were a little out of character, which are pretty fun. Um, and I think we could I think we could dig in. I don't know, Jay, if you've taken as much time. Anish is a he's a he's really a recruiting guy. Yeah, he, sure. He loves recruiting. You don't talk about it. You've I backed away at all. But I always say when they sign, now I'm in. Of course. And I have been reading and listening and watching. I'm like, oh gosh. But I always I wanted to talk about catchings for months, and I was like, not doing it until he signed. I, I mean, I I the the fun part of this is that so catchings catchings with that class enables, and then the, with a experienced backcourt mm-hmm. to welcome him with another athletic, like two other experienced athletic wings, uh, you know that can kind of ease the burden off of him. With a really stacked front court, I mean, like it is surrounding him in kind of the if he, you know, if he wants to showcase as a one and done, this is a perfect showcase spot for him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna look different than Purdue has ever looked. I mean, I it's gonna be strange and weird, and that's gonna be awesome because that'll be the first post Zach year, you know. So, um, man, that'll be fun. How about this question? Uh, Maybe way too early to ask this question. I believe both Gillis and Morton could play another year of college basketball. So I was wondering. I was actually wondering about that. I think. Yeah, I was too uh, the other night. What are the? uh, I don't even want to ask that. I'm not going to do it. No, you can't. You got it now. What What I was going to say. What are the odds of either of them playing at another school next year? I think decent. I think maybe one of them, like, and you know, the the dangerous one for me is Ethan Morton at Notre Dame. Like, it just kind of fits with with Micah, right? But uh, I know, I know, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. How about if he's gonna do that, go to Pitt, man. Uh, I mean, like, he can come to Pitt, but ooh, we're not, we're not having, we're not. I'll having be honest fun too. Over. I don't want, I don't want Gillis to ever be. Any place out there and have to go against that guy because I'm all he intimidates me in black and gold. So yeah, I like him. I like I like them both. I would like them to go out with a championship. That would be nice. That'd be that'd be nice. Yeah, yep. That's Cobra has the best idea. Gillis can take a year and 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 uh, Patrick Beatty year. Patrick Beatty. What a strange that. year. That was so weird. That See, was... Patrick Beatty though had the background. Maybe Gillis will take a year and play for Purdue's baseball team. In a twist, old baseball player. So, but uh, I had uh, one more thing, and I can't remember what it was. But I think I'm probably just gonna let it die. Um, uh, Dag Nabbit. Oh, well, I know so, what it was. I wanted, to, I wanted to explain one more thing. Dag Nabbit, give me crack corn. 
Yeah, I get made fun of for that one a lot. It's a bad one, man. You gotta. I'm sorry, I'm not getting rid of it. Um, <laughs> not going anywhere. Um, we had an idea, and you can sound off about this. Would you have liked this? We had an idea to have a handsome hour at seven thirty to go a, an actual hour. Are you crowdsourcing this? Yeah, I just want to hear what people thought about this. The flagpole. This would be fun. Maybe we'll do this at some point this season. A handsome hour pregame, which would have football leading nicely into basketball, just like tonight, very organized. We'd go through our our, our show notes. 7.30, which means we'd start at 7.51. 7.50, and we'd get done at at halftime of the basketball game. Right. And then after, I would do a postgame, just like normal. But that would be like a block of content. Like I really would unprecedented boiled sports content. and what if we also called the game i think that would be <laughs> now there you go now we're talking that's that's a lot of work uh i don't someone's gonna need to cut the check <laughs> exactly i don't think it's gonna happen so again this is back to money with a niche what's your buyout what's your that's what's it your cost being that's on it duty for three hours so that's it i'd yeah. want to be reincarnated as a slightly above average football coach this is what i want like I, I want to be good enough to get a, a good salary and not quite good enough to live up to expectations. Did Jimbo Fisher get a call from Michigan State? No, Jimbo Fisher uh, does not. No. Will Kyle Whittingham get a call from Texas A&M? If they were smart, if any, yes. I mean, I've been saying yes. this for if I've been, I've been saying this for years that Kyle Whittingham is one, one of the, the best five best coaches in in the country. If we're really going to do this, I saw a great, you know how the, every time this happens, somebody comes out with a list and it's like every coaching name ever, right? Like guys who are available for jobs, guys who aren't guys who've said they're never going to get, you know, Bob Stoops should like, what? There was one I saw and it had a handful of the popular names right now, like DeBoer and uh, Dan Lanning and like, huh? Herbs? No, Herbs wasn't on it. And then one of the names that was on it though was Cliff Kingsbury. Why would even a and M's not that dumb. No, right? They're like not. they're dumb. It can't be that but th- dumb. That's not even. It's not even a flashy enough. Like that's not exciting, right? Like they wouldn't hire really do that. Why not just say Manziel gonna be at the <laughs> right? The fun, the 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 most fun A uh, and M name that I've heard is Dan Campbell, who apparently is an A and M alum, but like the the Lions head coach. And it's like, first of all, you're not leaving. A but good... I love that because that's perfect. That's perfect delusion, right? Delusion. It's awesome. Like, yes, the guy who's turning around the lions would come right doing something that no one has been able to do. It's IU fans with, um, with, um, help me a niche GM of Boston. Stevens. Stevens. Yes. It's that level of, well, of course he would come here. No, no, he was never going to come there. Yes. And yeah, less miles. Joe Ensley says, yeah, well, these names, like the, the names that you're going to see are going to be so great. This is going to be so fun. And as we, you said, it, this is the other part of why I love, love the coaching carousel. carousel. But go ahead. Well, just what what I said to you all, and I think you credited me on the uh, little quickie hit you did on uh, on the X today, which you can't comment on unless you're a paying subscriber, by the way, which is why nobody uses that anymore. I think that right. like, spaces or whatever it was called. Um, but if you're if I'm getting an offer there, I'm saying well. What are you paying me? Because you gave the last guy seventy-five five million to leave. So what's my contract going to be worth? A hundred plus, right? Yeah. Has to be. Has to be. Ten years, hundred plus million. And that's why I think point? that's why I think they are only going after a coach with serious championship pedigree. Like, well, sure. 
Because they're gonna, they know that that's what that's what the cost is gonna be. You've all but wrecked a guy, right? But you gave him a ton of money to walk, so you're 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 going into the hundred million dollar zone. Meaning, Crazy meaning you're approaching two hundred million for two coaches. <laughs> Goodness, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense? They, Somebody they asked want... earlier, did Charlie Weiss get paid walking money by Notre Dame? Yes, he did. And he yes. got paid. His was a long term. He was going to get paid regardless if he got another job. So he was getting paid a ton of money by Notre Dame. And then he got his Kansas contract where he got walking money from Kansas. He, That dude, man, he he cleaned up. He knew Absolutely. he knew how to do it. He's my yes, hero. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> and he was did. never a good head coach anywhere. Never. Right. Right. By the way, I, I saw today during the Colts game, we've talked about Bill O'Brien being the strongest limb of the of the Belichick mm-hmm. um, coaching tree. And they were talking about how brilliant of a game <laughs> Bill O'Brien had called for the Patriots. And I was like, they're in the single digits right now. They can't move the effing ball. How can <laughs> well, you say you, this is brilliant? Well, when offense? you've decided on your narrative, you just I stick guess, with it. I guess this is the deal. Did Jason Garrett – Color man for NBC, the most genius color, color man. man, the least colorful color man ever. Yeah, the most he vanilla one, color person ever. He's awful. he said during the game at one point. I don't know if you guys, well, you didn't hear you were in the stadium, lucky you, but he said something about Hudson Card not having played a lot of football. So, oh my god, he has to, you know, he was basically saying he has to be patient with his reads, he's not played a lot of football. It's like, even if your, your point is that he hasn't played a lot of college football, which I don't think. You can really say he's with second full season of playing college football, at least, right? Like he's played football his whole life. Like, what are you but even he talking played a about? Lot at Texas, he played a lot at Texas. Yeah, what are you talking about? What it's are you stupid, talking about? Yeah, it's a stupid comment. It was so stupid. Like, just Matt dude. Millen and Jason Garrett. Add Millen nothing. might be the worst. Millen really worst. might be the worst. I'd listen to Garrett over how he still has a job. He's been doing it for a long time. That's the difference between those two, right? Is that Garrett's at only least, in like year two or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah he may yeah. get better. Maybe he maybe might. Not. I don't think so. I don't think so either. They thought that about him as a Dallas Cowboys head coach too, and he didn't get any better. It didn't, didn't work. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for uh, uh, thanks for staying up with us as we're still tuning in live. Thanks to uh, for, to Jay Money and Anish both. Uh, Anish fighting the good fight against uh, technological demons and, and doing his thing. And, he's a and, tough time with technology. He, but he kills it. He, he's getting old, though, Jay. It happens to all of us. I know. Yep, yep. But uh, we do appreciate you tuning in. We do, if, you're, if you're listening on, today, we, or on delay, we appreciate that. We'll have some thoughts for you after the Xavier game, win or lose. And uh, tune in next week. We'll be back to our normal time, I believe, 9 p.m. on Monday. Uh, until then. Yep. I love you guys. Good night.